Hello! Welcome to the Diaper Report, a podcast about fatherhood, marriage, and career. I am your host, Justin. Join me as I sit down and have conversations with friends, family, and co-workers. We'll talk about life, family, and so much more while working towards the goal of creating a healthy idea of what it means to be a dad. Okay, tonight I'm proud to introduce to you a special guest who's actually sitting with me on my couch. We have a uh, mock setup going. I'm watching my child viciously. I don't know, that sounds a little aggressive there. Vividly. No, still sounds really odd. Welcome to the diaper report. <laughs> I'm watching my child through my monitor here to make sure she doesn't wake up. But I'm really excited about our guest. He's much more wizened than I am. I refuse to use the word old because he's young at heart. Uh, please welcome Chad Kirk to the show. Justin, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on here. Glad you could drive all the way up from uh, south, north, north Jacksonville. I always feel like it's south, but it's north. You're, you're living over in the north. I'm really east from you. Are you east from me? Yes. I'm directionally challenged. Yes. And geographically challenged at times. It was funny. I had a kid in class today. They were trying to figure out what they wanted to do this weekend. And one of them was like, we could go hiking. And I looked over and said, you don't hike in Florida. That's called a nature walk. Because <laughs> it's very flat down here. Very, very flat. Yes, people that are from here don't mm-hmm. don't really understand that concept of. You're not from here, the, are you? Are you from here? No, okay. no, not originally. <clears throat> I was born in uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. But people that are from here think we have hills, but no, you have a sand dune. No, no, no Florida's not hills. No, right. well, the golf course might have some hills built in, but like you said, those are sand dunes. All right, Chad, let's, we're going to lowball. I just, all my, my interviewees, I suppose, I'm kind of softball questions and we'll get into the deep stuff. I don't have tissues prepared, so I apologize in advance. What is your favorite food? Just one? Just, or food, food group. I, one of my guests, uh, last week's guest actually had a favorite food group. And I, I love food, um, <clears throat> especially especially ethnic food new weird things that i haven't tried before what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten oh oh man you're is it like on the cricket now. legs cow tongue i've never had cricket goat testicle i have i have had soup made with goat testicles oh it was gosh. actually very good it's a it's a jamaican thing i was in okay. jamaica okay. on a mission trip and uh and i had uh i forget what they call it my wife could my my wife could tell you uh, maybe that could be some trivia later. That'll be some but, fun trivia, yeah. But um, I have not had. Actually, I have had cow tongue. It was in a taco. I feel like that'd be a really chewy taco. I've never had cow tongue. I am not an explorer of foods. I should be, but I'm not. Like goat testicle, no thanks. Cow tongue, no. Caviar, I might try. The strangest thing I think I tried was on my wife and I's honeymoon cruise she got the um what's that like snail escargot and i did try a thing of escargot she loved it i'm not a fan yeah you know now you got me thinking about food i mean i could talk food all day i mean pizza is obviously great uh are you a veggie person or a meat person on pizza must i discriminate I'll go with both. Ah, uh, you're so um, I mean, lover. you know, if what I'm about pineapple if I'm going, and pizza, that's oh, a hot topic these oh, days. Oh no, no, there is no pineapple. Not even on a nice Hawaiian pineapple and ham. No, no. Oh, I mean, 
Nothing against the Hawaiians. I don't even know if they invented it or we just call it that. Well, that's definitely an American it's pineapple. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't do pineapple on my pizza mostly because it just overwhelms really the flavor of the entire of the entire pizza. But I also love barbecue. Uh, I had okay. some barbecue before I came here tonight. Good. So yeah, I uh, I like all kinds of food. All kinds of food. Don't discriminate. Love it. All right. Favorite drink. And I'll let you have one favorite adult drink and one favorite, uh, we'll call it a kitty drink, seeing as we're talking about the, di- you know, it's diaper report. So I love coffee. Mm. Um, coffee is, is great. I love it. How do you drink um, your coffee? I put a little bit of cream in there. And, uh, and I see you shaking your head. Chad. But I, uh, I do that. I do that only because the it cuts down on the uh, the acidity a little bit, and and my stomach has some issues with that sometimes. So that's why <laughs> that's why I got used to putting a little uh, half and okay. half, little milk, something okay. like that in there. Um, but you know, I I enjoy it black. I just usually I love oh, I love a black coffee. Yeah, straight up. So what's your what's your favorite coffee drink? Just just black coffee or favorite coffee be black. If I had a favorite bean, it's a toss up between a really good Costa Rican or an Ethiopian. Those are the two where it's just always stuck in the back of my mind of like this was a flavor palette that I absolutely enjoyed. I have found that the more you drink black coffee, and that's a long story we can get into later on how I like began the journey of black coffee. But I started realizing, like, there are flavors in black coffee, and the more you drink it, the more you notice different blends and flavors, similar to, like, a craft beer. As you begin to explore craft beers, it's the same thing. Not all IPAs taste the same. Therefore, not all black coffees taste the same. We went to the bean, folks. To the to the beans. Straight to the bean. Wow. That's impressive. Take it to the beans. All right. One thing we do share in common is we are both the uh, lucky spouse of Travelmation agents. And if you don't know what Travelmation is, go back to episode two where I interview my wife. When we talk, she talks a little bit about what she does as a side gig. Someday she wishes it to be a full-time gig. But uh, you, your wife also is stuck in the uh, Travelmation circuit. Yes, she is. I don't remember how long she has done it for. Uh, it's been a couple years. And... Um, Honestly, there's been some up, ups and downs with it, but you know, I think a couple of things she really loves about it. One is the people she gets to work with. Megan, of course, is one of those people. My wife is pretty awesome. She is. She's great. We also love your wife. Yes. We also, also love you. Also great. Thank I love. I love you, Chad. I think our time in Amelia Island was well spent. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Uh, so that's one thing. Another thing that she really found that she just really loves is just being able to set that experience up for people especially we found especially people that maybe can't afford to go on a disney vacation or a cruise Mm. or a what have you um every season where you know single mom been saving up for a while and they really want to splurge on their kids or their family and she has just found that that is just kind of her thing and she just loves to be able to do that for for people where it's not it's not something they do all the time they can't afford it but just really setting it up setting up that experience 
uh, is really something that she just, it kind of, it keeps her coming back again and again. And yeah. if you want to know more, go follow you her. Can have, you can have Shauna on this. <laughs> I'll guess. take Shauna on the, but, we uh, should have one episode where it's just Shauna and, and Megan and they can just, blah, 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 blah. I, do, I do wonder if that's a shared thing among Travelmation agents is finding like a, a niche group. And not in like a, a a scheming marketing sense, but like in a sense of I want to provide an experience. Because for Megan, it's not just who's my wealthy followers on social media that I can convince to go on a trip. Right. But she loves the first time families. She loves people who have like, hey, this is my first time ever touching foot in Disney World, Universal. How how do I how do I do these things? And she loves getting them set up. But yeah, I'll leave that plug there, and I'll tag her in the show notes, and then we'll just keep on rolling here. All right, you are a a dad. You actually have two sons. I do. One whom is terrifying because he's driving now. I feel like anytime a child crosses into the threshold of operating a three thousand pound machine that can accelerate to near bullet like speeds, that should be scary. And your other child is awesome. We love him as well. So with that means you are you have come loaded tonight with a dad joke. Yes, this is true. We are we are swimming in dad jokes, um, up to our ears, uh, up to our ears. <laughs> so, and you know, it, mostly it's because I tell them and they laugh at them. And do so, they? Be honest. Do they repeat. actually laugh? Sometimes, occasionally, from Shauna, I will get the uh, <laughs> kind of groan, you know, moan kind of thing. Um, if the boys don't like it, I'll get an eye roll, or they'll, or they'll just you know are these, shake their are, are head or walk away. Are these Chad originals, or are you like do you have a dad joke book, or are you on social media and find dad jokes that way? Let's be honest, the good ones are not my originals. Okay, I do. We'll be sitting at the dinner table or something, and I'll be like, okay, there's something there, and I'll just there's real quick here. come with mm-hmm. it. And uh, if somebody's gonna laugh, it's probably gonna be Jude. Okay. Uh, I feel like he he probably shares my sense of humor more than the others, but but yeah. So you wanna you wanna do this now? Yeah, let's do it now. So Chad is going to give us our uh, dad joke of the week. So Justin, I'm listening. Someone told me that you talk like an owl. Oh, no. Who? <laughs> there it is. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm definitely going to try that with my students tomorrow, especially the chatty ones. Oh, I can do it. Actually, I know that one of you is listening right now. I found out that some of my eighth graders are stalking their teachers on Spotify, which first of all is just creepy. Secondly, I kind of appreciate that you are taking interest in your teacher's types of music. I hope mine did not scare you too much. Um, but I definitely am going to try try that with a student who, I, who will never stop talking. You know who you are. Ooh. All right. And I, I found with that joke, I've told it a couple of times, and I found that the... Um, the the pit you can fall into with this joke is that someone will say, "What do you mean I talk like an owl?" Uh, now you responded correctly with "Who?" Right. right? Of course, right. we all know owls say "Who," and so when they do that, and then they make the connection, you get uh, yeah. you get a pretty authentic laugh out of it. 
But when they don't say, um, you know, they say, I don't talk like an owl. Or what do you mean? They get defensive. What is it that it I say? It flat. Yeah. So one yeah. of my uh, dad jokes of the day in my classroom was, what does an educated owl say? Whom? <laughs> oh man i can just see when they're like the 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 owl from like the lollipop commercial with the monocle saying that <laughs> for sure so good all right that's a good one so you are i'm going to classify you as a pro father because both of your sons are older than three months so you unlike me you are not freshly swimming in the ocean that is infancy or child rearing or even navigating having children while also being married um, on top of that you're i would classify you as a pro husband because you've been married longer than i have so with that let's talk about parenting for a little bit what has parenting been like for you you know parenting has been it's been great uh honestly so i like i like to think of parenting where it's been it's been at the same time the most challenging and the most rewarding thing that I've ever done and you know will continue to do for the rest of my life right so uh, for one thing parenting throws you into being a leader so whether you know you consider yourself to uh, you know to be a, a natural leader or Maybe you're maybe you're not that natural of a leader. Maybe it, it doesn't come like with me. It's just it's it's something I've had to work at. But you know when you have these little eyes and hearts and minds that you have to you have to cultivate and, and develop and provide for and all these things. Right. Uh, you really you really get thrown into it, and it's one of those things where you can do anything and everything to prepare. But you're never going to be fully ready until you until you just jump in, which I'm sure you can you can attest to. <laughs> there's no amount of sleep you could get ahead oh, of gosh. time. No, is there? Nope. <laughs> and there's no amount of sleep to catch up on either. Oh my goodness! All right. Do you like being? And I know that you don't have a daughter, so I suppose your answer is biased. But do you like being a boy dad? I do. It's great. Um, being a being a dad of boys is awesome. We've never really done the doll thing. Is it all parts and right? <laughs> there is a lot of that. <laughs> There's a lot of that, and not to go too far on a tangent, uh-huh. but have you heard that little boys who pick and eat their boogers probably have stronger immune system? Have a stronger immune mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, your boogers so, are just dust. It's just collected dust up there that got caught in the filter. That's what a booger is. Thank you, random middle school science teacher, where I learned that <laughs> when I was in middle school. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really love being a dad of boys. I mean, I really, I really feel like you know, it's just it's what I was made for. But, but you know, I was I was very intentional not to pray to have a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. I was because I didn't I didn't want to be you know resentful. Oh. I already had yeah. a boy. I wish I would have had a girl. And it's like, I will take whatever God whatever. gives me. Yeah, whatever yeah. God gives me. And, um, and you know, that was great. And, you know, I, I had two brothers. 
So never had any sisters, didn't really have a lot of, you know, girl cousins or anything that we were really close to or anything like that. So boys is kind of what I've always all you know. known. Wow. And so, so yeah, so it's been, it's, it's been good. It's been good. That's awesome. Favorite, and this was not in your prepared list of questions, but your favorite memory you have with your boys so far. Oh, man. And almost dying teaching Pierce how to drive does not count. I'm not saying that is a memory. I just know that I almost ran through a closed Walmart's front doors for starting to drive. So I'm sure my mom holds that somewhere in the back of her memories. Because it was my mom and not my dad who took me on that first drive. You know, I'm trying to think of a memory with both of them. If and... you have to pick one, pick Pierce. He's the one who can actually find and listen to this podcast. Jude is still too young. <laughs> now you got me you got me stuck on driving and i remember my old car was a uh was a manual right stick shift okay so Chad, can i can i have a moment of repentance here i do not know how to drive stick i've been taken out once or twice i could get it up into second gear with my brother in the neighborhood but i've never driven on the road with it nor would i say i'm confidently able to get you from here to the hospital if we needed to and it's not far away at all in a stick shift car. It's okay, Justin. There, there's room. There's room for all types. <laughs> We're a podcast for all people. We're a podcast <laughs> for all people. All kinds of people. Um, yeah, you know, you are not. You are not alone. And I got. I got pierced about halfway there. Okay. Um, and I do remember a few instances where, and you know, every, everybody does it when you're learning to drive a stick. It's like you kind of freak out. Because you know, I got a shift, but it's like, am I going fast enough? And I start it's the doing whole the jerky it's, it's a multitask. And, Where's the pressure right? And oh yeah. But you know, those those kinds of things, and there was a very stereotypical dad moment with Pierce outside of driving. He we're we're sitting down in the living room and he comes up to me and he's like, Hey dad, do you wanna throw the football? And Sean and I look at each other. And I'm wow. like, yes, because, you know, we never really did that. He played, he played soccer for a little bit as a kid. And, um, you know, we tried a few different sports with him, but, uh, just never for whatever reason did a whole lot of that. And, uh, I just remember that was such a cool, that's an awesome moment. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, but you know we have we have little moments like that, uh, like that all the time. So my boys are both homeschooled, so I get to spend a lot of time with them, and you know get to interact with them and help them with things that I guess a lot of parents probably don't have the opportunity to do. Uh, you know, again, just because I'm I'm really with them all day and all the time. Um, but you know, I really just generally I really like. Because I'm really in, I'm, I'm kind of out of the, I'm your parent, I'm forcing you to do this thing mm -hmm. because, you know, you're in diapers or right. whatever. Oh, please. What? Millie doesn't listen to me and she's in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more of, you know, it's like, it's it's no longer like you're under my thumb um, kind of a thing. It's really getting to the point where I'm more like their coach. Okay. So with peers, I can say, you must do this thing. And he'll begrudgingly do it. He will begrudgingly do it. Mm -hmm. But that really only gets him so far because when he walks out that door 
and he drives his mom's car to go to students or to go to his Boy Scout meeting or to do whatever it is, um, he is going to do what he thinks is, is right, what he thinks is best. Sure. And it's now on me to to help him to be thinking thinking through some of these things. So earlier earlier tonight we were out and we're reading, he and I are reading through the book uh, Radical by David Platt. Yes, I have not read it, but I have been recommended it a few times. It is a great book. I remember when I, I read it the first time, I don't know, 10 years ago, something like that. And when I read it, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I might actually not be a Christian yet. Like, wow. It's radical. I that mean, sounds like when I read that's where the um, name comes from. Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. Oh, yeah. I was ready to quit all organized church and just like plant house churches. Like I was like moved. Yeah. And we had just moved down here, so I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. I, I did not, sorry, listeners, but I was I was heated. I was I've heard heated. that about that. I yep. haven't read that. That book one. will do it to you. But yeah, so we're reading through Radical and uh, we went out tonight and we just kind of talked through the first couple of chapters and, you know, just related that to some of the things he's going through. And it's great. I love that. I love, I love teaching them. I love, you know, talking with them about their, their dreams, their hopes, you know, what they, where they feel like God is leading them and where they, you know, where they want to go with their life and, and all these things. And so that is the, that is the stage of life that we are in. And so like I, like I was saying, you know, I um, I can tell him, hey, you're going to live in this house. You're going to do A, B, and C. Right. But really what I have found with with him that that really um, gives the most fruit is when uh, when I, I really honor him as a member of the family and give him a voice. I remember one time we were sitting down over dinner and Shauna was, I think, on a maybe a travel mission retreat possibly or... You know, she was uh she was down in Orlando for a couple of days, whatever it was, and we were sitting around, and I don't know where I got the idea from, but I I asked the question to both of the boys. I I asked them what it was that uh, that their mom and I do that make them feel loved the most. Wow! wow. And Pierce's answer, which I would I I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought he would have said this, but his answer was when I know something is going to be difficult to do and there's obstacles that come in the way, but you still allow me to, to go. So, you know, there's a trip coming up and he's going camping with the scouts or he's going, you know, wherever he, he's, he's going to, I don't know, a Taekwondo tournament or whatever the, whatever the case may be. And, he knows that I'm going to have to rearrange the schedule or it's something like, I'm not really sure if, uh, if I want to let you just go off on your own to do this thing. But when I let him and I kind of give him that freedom, he said that makes him, hmm. he feels like he's trusted uh, to do the right thing. And he feels, he feels love when we make him a priority. He said, especially when it's, when it's difficult. And I was like, that's wow. a good answer. That is huge. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's it's just things it's things like that. I real and and Jude is younger, but I'm really trying to treat him the same way. And so when I, because he's probably looking at Pierce and the way you guys treat Pierce and being the younger brother and kind of hope 
either i guess wishing that he was treated the same way or hoping for it i don't know i can't speak for my younger brothers but i assume there was a little bit of that like um almost copycatting hey if if he can get this why can't i get this as well absolutely and there's and you know you you can you can only take that so far with a 10 year old versus a 16 year old can't drive but i shouldn't drive exactly he can he shouldn't (laughs) exactly but we have the well pierce can do this why can't i do this and so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it and um but when i have the opportunity i like to kind of do the exercise of talking him through a thing Mm. and having him make the decision. Um, Even if if I feel like it's the wrong decision, but giving him an opportunity to fail, fail fast, fail while he's at home. Sure. uh, And, and, you know, we can, we can pick him back up again. That's really, I really try to do that wherever I, wherever I can. It's funny. I explained to him that concept. He totally did not. He didn't, he didn't quite get it. He's like, 10 years old. He's like, Dad, why do you want me to fail? I'm like, that's not what I'm school, saying. School of hard knocks. Right. <laughs> it's it's not for his ultimate failure. It's more for his success in life. That right. He's already learned certain right. lessons. I I feel that. I think I was telling students, well, I always tell my students that I'm a school of hard knocks kind of person. Like, if you, if you don't show up to class, you're responsible to come find me and figure out what work you missed. Um, and with Amelia, I don't think I've experienced too much of this yet because we're still... You know, she's only eight months old, but I would believe that I would still be a little bit softer, but still a school of hard knocks, push the bread out of the nest. Like, I don't mind letting her crawl around, and if she decides to get in some place where she's stuck, her problem solve it out. When she's in her crib, I tend to be the one who will outlast my wife before we go in and figure out what's wrong with her, because I want her problem solved. So one night, recently, she woke up and was fussing, and I actually watched her not get her passy, but just use her hand to put herself back to sleep. Like she sucked on her thumb. And I was like, okay, girl, like problem solving. I'm a huge fan of problem solving. I guess because that's how I was. But um, maybe, anyway. Maybe, she, maybe she's got that knack she too. She might have that. For, well, I think my wife and I are both, we're both very strong-headed, first-born problem-solving individuals. We just problem-solve in very different ways. Sure. <laughs> I find the long way to solve a problem. My wife would be like, why don't you look at route A, which is so much simpler um but no that was that's a great i love that you're giving your children a voice i love that you're even treating jude with the same amount of respect that you that you're giving pierce it might look a little bit different because of the age and there should be a little bit of that because of that age um but that's awesome and i also say don't take that time even though you're working at home and sure it's it's different than those of us who still have to go into a room and spend eight hours a day somewhere but don't take it for granted um Especially that your your children are coming to you and asking you, can you go throw a football with me? Can you go throw a baseball with me? Can we go out and do something? Um, I don't have many memories of my dad actually saying yes to those questions. Mm-hmm. I usually got the, I'm busy at work, or he was doing something with a hobby. He might let us tag along for a hobby, but the hobby was always still about him. Um, I, have, I remember one time he did actually come outside and throw a baseball with us. But I think it lasted all of five minutes. So oh, wow. it was. It's it's been a and a, and a lot. And there's a lot more of that story that we can unpack in later episodes of mine, with, where where it comes into what I do remember memories of my dad and how it's impacted me. But I always remember, especially after my parents' divorce, especially as I started graduating high school and looking at dating and getting married and having kids of my own, I was always like, I don't want to be the dad who just spends the five minutes with my with my kid. 
I want to take that and run with it and be 15, 20, 25, 30 plus ice cream at the end and plus like you're doing with, with peers, taking them out. You guys are reading a book that's developing both of your spiritual journeys. I'm sure reading Radical a second time for you is going to do just as much damage, more or less, <laughs> than it was the first time. Um, I need to read Radical. So that that's awesome. Like, don't don't take that for granted, because I'm sure it's easy when you're like, well, I see them every day, 24-7. They're always here to, to take it for granted that you get to spend that time. Like, just, just don't. That, that's easy to say, but... Yeah, and one more... Go ahead. Relating to that, one more thing on on being a boy dad that I uh, I I did kind of make note that I wanted to say this, and that's that I remember f- from an early age, you know, having that. Okay, so when I was a kid, I grew up like I played soccer. Me and my brothers, we all played soccer. It's what we did. Okay. And uh, and then you know, as I became a teenager, I got into surfing, and I really wished that I would have done that earlier on i would then, love to see surfer chad uh surfer chad are there pictures um, of surfer chad was uh was a little bit thinner <laughs> you, listen listen brother you don't have the traditional dad bod okay you good you're still pretty thin in my book um you have longer hair they're you like longer, shaggy hair longer hair okay so if you go if you go was that on, how shauna fell in love with you was it surfer chad uh, you might have to ask her. I think it was around. <laughs> I think it was around that time. I I started, I started surfing. Yeah. Um. And if you go and look at Shauna recently shared one of our wedding pictures. Oh. And it has me with a little bit longer hair. So I'm uh, stalking you for this episode. So uh, there. Hey. <laughs> um, but getting back, yes. getting back to the topic. Um. So, and I remember having this thought early on, oh man, I can't wait until they want to do, you know, X, right? Yeah. Play soccer, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and you know what? So, Pierce for a couple of years, he did play soccer and it was great, but I, I just knew he was, he was having fun, mm-hmm. you know, playing her ball with the other four-year-olds, you know, <laughs> he pretended he was Optimus Prime, like literally he, he was transforming on the field. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it was great. <laughs> Um, and, and that that was great, but you know, aside from that, like with both of them, they just didn't do a lot of the things that I kind of would have maybe wished that they had. You, you know, would set an expectation of more or less. Well, I didn't. I didn't set an expectation, but it was like, oh, and I, I remember having this conversation with Shauna as well. Like, oh, this will be great. I can't wait until they can do this. You know, this is something mm. that we can kind of share, but. But one thing I was intentional about was not requiring them to do things just so I could kind of, you know, live in that moment through them. Right. You know not what I mean? Kind of go back to yeah. my, yeah, yeah, living vicariously through them. I really didn't want to do that. So, and, and what I found that kind of allowing them to forge their own way and, you know, and of course they know, they know what I did. We, we've talked about that kind of stuff, but allowing them to do what they wanted to do really I got to just see kind of the authentic version of themselves come out. So, um, so for example, we kind of stumbled into Taekwondo and it's something that both of them love. And if I would have made them play soccer, if I would have made them take surfing lessons and, you know, do whatever else, that's something that we may have missed that actually has really helped to develop both of them yeah in in many ways and so but you know as i was as i was thinking about what i wanted to say about this 
just kind of allowing them to force their own path and supporting them and, and, and stepping in with them in that thing they were doing, I really just got to see them uh, begin to develop themselves and get into the things that they enjoyed and really just enjoy that along with them. And I found that like I legitimately enjoy being with my kids yeah. because I'm there for what they want to do. I'm not there, like you were saying, like living vicariously through them, having them become the soccer star that I never was, right? Right. It's just um it's it's you know, allowing them to have their moment and me just being being there to to cheer them on. And I think um I mean I think um, you know, parents of girls can 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 get into that same trap, but with boys especially because I mean, let's be honest. Every dad wants their kid to be the star. They want to be oh, the captain yeah. of the team. You know, go. Sure. They're all getting scholarships, right? Yeah, they're all playing football <laughs> professionally for sixty years, and then paying for your retirement home. And yeah, but, I, and I, I almost want to explore this topic in a future episode of just why, why the trap of living, and it could be as simple as just something like an insecurity, but we can definitely hold off on it. Um, but I hear what you're saying because I do want to make sure I avoid the 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 potential which granted with Amelia I don't even know how I would live vicariously through her because there really wasn't anything I guess for me growing up where I'm like I hope my kid does this for me my goal really is just I don't I hope I'm a a dad differently than my dad with me oh okay. so for me it more for me it's more of the perspective of the way my father spent time with me I want to change that versus the activity or the goal of my child because Megan and I we talked about that pretty thoroughly as we were getting married and as we were talking about having kids was we do want our children to kind of navigate their own paths and whatever sports now my wife's a bit more on the i'm gonna put her in the sport and see if she likes it for a season first before we just say she doesn't want to do it whereas i'm more of like i'd rather just let her walk up to me and go hey i'm interested in playing tennis okay let's go buy your racket see how that goes versus just putting her in tennis and then finding out a season later i don't like tennis and then that's 400 bucks down the train <laughs> but yeah. That's a later conversation. So, um, but no, I think you're absolutely spot on there. All right. Um, I was going to ask good advice, but that sounds like you just gave a whole bunch of advice to dads out there, <laughs> new and old. So if you're a dad living out there, living vicariously through your child, maybe reconsider, or even if you didn't realize you were living vicariously, just might want to ask your kid what they want to do. They, they actually would just appreciate just them asking to begin with. Um, or you asking to begin with, but do you have any specific advice you wanted to give? Yes, yeah, so, I mean that that was I I wasn't meaning to give advice. No, there. that good. was uh, that was really me just kind of sharing my experience. But um, but yeah, so in just thinking thinking through that, uh, you know, this may be just stating the obvious, but you know, the way I the way I think of this is that. God put that kid mm. in these two people's lives. Mm -hmm. He could have really made anyone their parent, set it up however he wanted, but he chose this mom and this dad. And so I would say to a future parent, a young parent, actually wherever you are in that stage, just understand that um, that, is a, that is a ministry that God has given to you. And, uh, you know, wherever you are in your in your faith, um, I don't really want to assume that about anybody. But, you know, the way I believe is that um, 
is you know that 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 God creates from the from the womb from the point of conception, right? That he um, he knits uh, he knits every baby together and 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 puts puts them in the lives of these of these parents. And so um, it's real interesting to think about that there is no one else that will know that child as as intimately as well as long as the parents will yeah and so i would say i would say just you know don't let don't let anybody stand in as a, as a substitute for you mm-hmm. um you are you know you are there to um you know to love them to provide for them to nurture them to care for them to provide for them all of these all of these things and so if that could just be encouragement for somebody um, just to know that uh, you know that that's that's part of the ministry that God has given you, and um, I mean, I would say your spouse is your first ministry, and then and then your kids. And I think uh, I think some people would probably disagree with that order, but that's one thing you know one thing that we have we have found. I mean, I know one kid one day my kids are gonna are gonna move out and yep. move on with their life. Yep, and um, and my wife will still be there. And that's what, so that we, and we, we've been very intentional about that, but, um, but, you know, to, to kind of bring it back to bring it back to the parenting thing, I do, um, you know, I do believe that God called me to be dad to Pierce and Jude. And, you know, this is the whole adage of, you know, God does not call the qualified, but he qualifies the call. Qualifies the call. And, uh, and I've really, I've really, I've really seen that come true for us. Um, I would say Shauna was probably more qualified than I because she was a <laughs> she was a teacher before we had kids, so she was Ooh. she was qualified by the state of Florida to to take other oh, people's kids for the day. I would um, actually call myself more unqualified after trying to teach. Man, these kids are rough. Oh man. Um, would you would you give that same advice even because I don't want to exclude um, adopted parents either. Or parents who choose to adopt children like I had my friend Mercy on and, and she's a child of adoption would that would you feel that same advice applies that same idea like like her parents were called to ministry for her and her brother Nick yeah I, and I would say the exact same thing applies because if we think about it we have we have two parents that are not just taking the child that God gives them but they're making the choice to go out and find that child. And, and, and granted, we we do believe that that is that is God ordained, right? And mm-hmm. that the Lord is leading them to whoever that child is is going to be adopted. But I see it exactly the same way, and uh, almost cooler in a sense because I mean, think about it. You know, we are we are adopted, right? Yeah. Um, into the family of God, and he he chose he chose us. And so, so yes, I, I great for bringing that up because I was really talking about, um, you know, just a child that's born to two parents. But, uh, but yeah, and you know, um, my dad was adopted okay. as well, um, and he uh, he loved the family that he was uh, that he was brought into, and they you know and they did nothing but but great things for him. So I uh, yeah, it, and that that's very that's very close to me. So we actually kind of went through that exercise. Do we want to adopt? We 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 wound up having having two boys, and uh, and we stopped, we stopped there. But 
Um, we are uh, we yeah we, we we love adoption. We have a lot of we have a lot of friends. Um, my wife actually has a cousin who was adopted as well, so it's it's very it's very close awesome. to us. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say uh, one thing, one piece of advice I give to I give to friends of mine who are who are dads is is that you know parenting changes your entire life. Uh, don't think of it as okay. I now need to think of when I'm gonna sleep, when I'm gonna go to the gym, when I'm gonna hang out with my buddies. It's it's like it's you can't compartmentalize in that way mm-hmm. it's this is like i am now altogether a different person i have different priorities you know i have uh human beings that are now you yeah. know um yeah that i'm responsible for and that they are they are wanting me to you know to lead them and to provide for them and and all of those things so i think i think and i i like to give that piece of advice because I think that took me a little while to understand that, okay, like life is different now and it's good, right? It's a good different, but life is, life is, life is different. This is a, this is a new, this is a new thing. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. And I think especially with, with newer parents, um, uh, there is, there is this tendency to try to just keep, keep going fast and i just i would say um you know just don't don't be so fixed on that you know slowing down is a good thing you know enjoy where you are i know one of the things that i have struggled with for a long time is waiting for that next development waiting for Mm. that next milestone that next step that next whatever and it's very easy to be focused on that next step and missing where you are. Yeah. So just, you know, slow down, enjoy the community of people that you have around you, allow them to support you, allow people to, to help serve you in this time, you know, when you're having, you know, when you need, when you need that and just be willing to give and receive grace. And, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, we may have exhausted. I think you covered the gamut. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you did you did bring up your dad, so and that's kind of where I want to transition to next. So as as comfortably as you can, because I do want to be sensitive. As um, you recently lost your dad, but as comfortably as you can, I I'd love for you to talk about your relationship with your father. Yeah, so my uh, my dad, uh, growing up, um, some of my fondest memories of him were of him as. Uh, as our soccer coach, um, I remember he coached primarily my um, my brothers, me a little bit, but mostly mostly my brothers. And uh, I just I just loved you know I loved going to practice. Uh, my dad was um, you know had been a coach for a long time, also played for quite a while, and just you know the game of soccer was something that was just really close to him, and and he passed that on to us, and and it was great, and. When we spend quality time together, uh, nine times out of ten, it probably had something to do with that. Whether we were playing a game, watching a game, you know, going to see the national team play, wow, uh, you know, whatever, um, you know, we, you know, watching on TV, whatever, whatever the case may be, um, a lot of that revolved revolved around soccer, and and that's you know that's something I I continue to do uh, to this day. Um, 
I will say as as um as I got older, I did grow apart a little bit from my dad. Um, he shoot ten ish years ago, he moved to um, the Seattle area, just outside of Seattle, hmm. and um, I. I don't think since he moved out there, I ever really saw him face to face. We we would talk fairly frequently on the phone, talk, text, Facebook, you know, all that all that kind of stuff. Um, and I found out I found out from Jude. I had totally forgotten about this, but he uh, uh, when Jude got Facebook Messenger for kids, and anybody that's listening, <laughs> if he is connected with you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if he badgers you, but. Uh, it's one he of did his not favorite. connect with me. It's one of his favorite things to do. Um, but my dad, my dad actually told me that he uh, uh, that he had you know connected with Jude on there, and they did a few like little you know FaceTime type type chats and stuff. Yeah, so that was cool. But um, but yeah, you know as as we got, I feel like the last the last several years we didn't talk as much. I feel like there was some distance. Um, I think we just you know disagreed on some stuff and unfortunately allowed that to get to get between us um and uh you know uh when uh my dad passed away uh i believe it was october 24th of last year and he got um he got covid he got uh, covid pneumonia and he just went downhill fairly fast and um you know did not get did not get to a doctor fast enough and when he did you know they kind of did all they could do you know put him on oxygen um got him on a ventilator you know did all of the things all Mm. the medicine you know everything they but it just you know it was kind of i think it was beyond time where he could you know be helped he got you know an infection and, and this and that and and so I did. I did get to talk to him one time when he was in the hospital. You know, kind of labored. You know, breathing on the oxygen and everything. But um, I did get to talk to him one more time. But you know, that's kind of if I have any regret, it's just that you know I just didn't seek out to have more of like a quality relationship. You know, more more connection uh, with him. And that is that's that was probably the toughest thing for me to get over because. Like we are, um, you know, we're of the same faith. Um, I have no doubts um, that my dad is in a much better place now. Uh, you know that he is, uh, you know that that he is with his savior. But um, the fact that I don't, I didn't make the most of that relationship here. Mm. That is probably the one regret that um, that I do have, and that was a very difficult thing for me to uh, get through and I still think about them all the time but um, that was a that was a very difficult thing for me to uh, for me to to kind of get over so um, but yeah you know um, there are I mean my dad taught me a lot of things taught me a lot of things about about God about the Bible that I carry with me um, to this day and I'm very grateful for that Um, he gave me a love for you know B movies (laughs) oh no you know i mean my dad introduced me to um you know things like space balls 
I love space you balls. Know, you know, I space love Monty balls. Python and the Holy Grail more, but I do love anything Mel Brooks. And for those listening who are younger in age, a B movie is just a really bad, somewhat parody, low budget. but very low budget. We're talking like The Blob, Clowns from Outer Space. Um, gosh, what are some other B-rated? Typically, it's usually B-rated horror flicks are the common B movies. He also movies. really liked uh like war war movies okay and stuff um so i'm thinking of uh um oh man i'm, I'm totally drawing a blank but um i believe my dad and i'll, I'll have to fact check this with my brothers and uh-huh. my mom but i believe he was really into like mash and that kind of stuff too okay my um, my grandpa is a big fan of mash so uh it's a classic yeah interesting because like my dad was uh, now he did he did go to military school Oh. Um, but he, he was not, he was not like, you know, in the military, um, at all. We, you know, he, um, you know, once he, once he got past high school, he, he, that was, that was not part of his life. So it's interesting how he had such an affinity for some of that, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, that, uh, just kind of getting back to what I was, what I was saying, just, you know, some of those little quirks, um, he had all these little like dadisms. Like, you know, he would say, uh, you know, oh, hey, gosh. son, does your face hurt? It's killing me. You oh, know, my you know, gosh. That whole, the that original whole, dad jokes. Yeah. Those are classics. You know, and that was his, and he, you know, he would have, oh, he would have all the, and, and my brothers and I from time to time, we'll kind of, you know, we'll kind of recite some of those and it's, it's a good time, but, um, That's you know, funny. so, uh, so yeah, so I have, I have a lot of very fond memories from, um, you know, from my childhood and from, I, I'd even say like early adulthood. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, some of the later, the later memories are, are tough, Hmm. but, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, but he did, he, he really did impart some things to me that I, I still, I still carry, I, I still carry with me. Um, and so there is a little bit of regret there, but you know, there's also a lot of very, very good things. So we have, we have that for sure. Well, thank you for sharing that, Chad. I, I really appreciate you um, talking about that. Hopefully it's an encouragement for those out there who have a relationship with their dads that are, I don't want to say deteriorating. Cause I don't think yours deteriorated. You guys just hit, you know, everybody has disagreements. Sometimes it's hard to handle, especially with family, it's hard to handle disagreements. How do you actually work through that? But hopefully it's an encouragement for people to know they're not alone and maybe to even, if, if possible, to reconcile with a family member that perhaps it, they need to reconcile with. Um, we're going to migrate away from that. But thank you again for, for sharing that. And I look, Absolutely. You, know, you and I, we, we talked a good bit offline. Uh, I do want to bring up Mowage. Quote, the infamous princess bride <laughs> by the way if i can find an unedited version of my uh wedding video our minister did the whole scene no way i asked him just to do like I'll, and granted al if you're listening to this we love you to death but like one of the things one of the stipulations i had for getting married i was like i gotta have the wav twu wav like in our wedding he not only did wav twu wav he did the whole like he stopped and was like my wage, 
Mawa just what brings us together today. I mean, he did, and he went for the whole. And granted, we picked the apparently the hottest day in Georgia on record it was like ninety-seven degrees in October. Megan was sliding out of her heels, but he went for it. Hook line, it was great, so good. So speaking of wav, twelve uh, how long have you and your twelve Shauna been married? We have been married for 20 years. Oh my gosh, two decades. Yep, we will hit We will hit 21 this year. I feel really young, which should make you feel really old. I do feel kind of old, but at the same time, let's see, I got married um, when I had just hit 21. Okay. So I was okay. married pretty young. That's pretty I young. Was the, I was the first of... That's old by Christian like standards, my, though. Most Christians these days are like 18 and, you know what I'm saying? Are they still doing that? I don't know. Well, now we got these woke Christians, and woke Christians like to wait a little bit, but they're also like, dear Jesus, send me a Starbucks barista whom I can fall in love with. Sorry, I'm really into like making fun of modern Christianity. <laughs> the memes are too funny. Best Instagram accounts to follow are memes for Jesus and epic Christian memes. They're hilarious. And then parents out there, death by diapers. Those guys are funny. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so you're 21. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, got married, got married at 21. Uh, Sean was a few years older. I'll let, I let her tell you how much Cougar. older. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we got, and it's, it's funny, like, if you think about it, so I don't know. I don't know about you, uh, for everybody listening, I'm not sure I'm not sure what your experience was, but when I look back on other decisions I made when I was, you know, twenty years old, um, me deciding that I wanted to marry this girl that I had been dating and you know, at the time we got engaged, um, I we had been to get we had been together for like a year, eighteen months ish, right? That's pretty good. Um, so from from it's like two years right it was kind of you know till we got we got married basically and um i think about other decisions that i made around that time and they weren't great like you know i made decisions like doing donuts in a parking lot right (laughs) um classic you know deciding to take this job or leave this job uh do things that you know, I, I later regretted or whatever, um, you know, not really thinking towards the future yet. Sure. I made a decision to, um, to be connected with this woman for the rest of my life. And I got to tell you, um, outside of following Jesus, which I also made that decision as a teenager, uh, probably the best decision that I have ever made. And I'm kind of, in awe with myself that oh, I was able oh. to do this, right? Wow. Because, uh, Shauna, you had nothing to do with it. It was totally No, but we, 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 <laughs> we've, we've talked about this too. It's like, do you, can you believe that when we were that young and like stupid that we made this decision that we're still reaping the benefits of today? Right. I mean, right. That, is, that is, okay, that's impressive, yeah. So um, that's, you know, that's my, that's my story. And, and not, not to say that it's been, it's been, you know, 
all you know uh, rainbows cotton unicorn, candy and yeah. cadillacs right the entire time but cotton candy and, and cadillacs man who are you shopping with <laughs> got the wrong people wow. but but yeah so um yeah but you know we just and it's it's so funny because we we go out and we we see we see other people and every now and then someone will say something to the effect of wow you guys look like you really enjoy being with each other. And we'll just look at each other and look at the person and be like, what? Of course. Like, I would hope so. That's why, you yeah. know, that's why we're, and, and maybe that maybe that makes us weird, but we decided to get married because we really enjoyed each other's company. And sure. wanted to spend that time together for the rest of our lives. And, um, uh, and I don't know, maybe maybe that makes us weird or something. But that was just, you know, that was something that, you know, that it, it just came very, very natural. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really scary thinking about getting married. I talk to people all the time who are like, really? Like, you weren't scared of that? Like, you know, and I'm like, look, when you find, when you find a person that, you know, you want to be with, like making commitment to that person, at least for me, it was not. Yeah, no. It was the decision was not difficult. Now there there are difficult things that have come up, but making that decision and sticking to that decision that has not been has not been difficult at all. So um, yeah, you know we just really we really enjoy each other's company, and you know uh, I would say I'm a much better person for her. Um, she you know she pushes me to be. Um, the best that I can. She's my number one accountability partner. Um, you know, we've we've raised our, our boys together. So yeah, she's pretty great, I must say. Well, good because we're about to hype her up more. What is the best thing about being married to Shauna? Go for it, man. Go for the start. This is the brownie points moment. Uh, the best thing about being married to Shauna, I would say, is that she is. 100% of the time in my corner. I have never once found out about her saying anything negative about me to anyone. Um, she, uh, you know, like I said, she is always in my corner. Um, she always has my back. Uh, she is always for my good. Hmm. We may not always agree on what that thing is. What the good thing is? <laughs> yeah. More broccoli, less donuts? <laughs> More broccoli, less donuts. Oh man, you just brought up something there. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, no, but, but marital seriously. counseling. But seriously, yeah, you know, um, it's it's that it's that she is she is for me in a very fierce and intense way, and um, and yeah, you know, uh, I love her very very much. I know you're listening to this. You better be listening to this some point at least twice download it as many wow, times at least twice at least twice once on spotify and once on apple podcasts boom there you go or pocket cast if you're a pocket cast you know listener. i don't know where she listens it must she, it must be spotify i'm not sure could be anchor listen. direct i have no idea which anchor does have this cool feature where you can actually send me messages while you're listening to the show through anchor that i can then feature on the show later Wow, listeners, did you hear that? I have no idea how that actually works. I just know that Anchor tells me that I can include your messages, but no one messaged me through Anchor. So 
please try it out. We try would love. Uh, yeah. We would love that. Maybe maybe one of the savvy, uh, tech savvy eighth graders who are listening could potentially say, try yeah. this out. <clears throat> you know who you are. I'll name you on the show. You found me though. Install the app. Creepers. Figure it out. So yes. anyway, where were we? Oh, My yeah, wife and how me. awesome she is. How awesome she is. <laughs> oh man, I'm so that's yeah, that's awesome. You know that, one one thing that one thing that Shauna really taught me in marriage was she really taught me how to be a student of your mate. And okay, um, can you give me lessons offline? Because I feel like I'm missing the mark on a lot of this whole. <laughs> like, I feel like I learned one thing, and then it changes. Well, you know, so I'll give you a real quick example. Um, so you know how like Christmas time is coming around, and Christmas time um, just left. I don't know what you're talking about, but yes, Christmas time when it comes around. When it comes if you're around. a 24 hour, 24 7, 365 day a year Christmas person, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so you know when when Christmas time is coming around, or a birthday, or anniversary, or something, you're kind of on the lookout. It's like, okay, I wonder what like. What's yeah. She, what's she searching for right now? You know, what's she looking at on Facebook? You know, what is probably she, Travelmation. But what yeah. is she talking to somebody about? <laughs> it's like you know, it's just always being, always kind of being on the lookout for those kinds of things. And when you're just, uh, I guess, authentically just interested in what the other person is interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember, we were early in our marriage, and um, she knew like what I like to eat. She knew the places I like to go, and. Um, we did, you know, we did the whole like, where you want to go? I don't know where you want to go. Oh. Thing one time, and um, I don't care. And she was like, um, you know, uh, she's like, you know what I like? Let's, you know, let just let's let's go wherever. And uh, it became pretty obvious pretty quickly that I did not know what she liked. And we kind of had that discussion. She's like, you know, I really am very intentional about studying you and knowing the things that you like and. You know, I wish that you would also you know, do that about me. Wow! And I was like, I mean, I had nothing to go back to that <laughs> with because she, she was she was right. She was spitting truth. Yeah. So um, far. Uh, but yeah, so that that is one thing that she has she has taught me, um, just kind of by observing her, is that she is she's very good about um, you know studying other people, you know that she's close to that she loves, and knowing kind of what they what they um what they like what they're into and she's a good she she's also just a good like gift giver right is I that f- like her love language like you had to pick one of the five love languages no no i think gifts is like on the bottom like she's a big quality time person but for giving because we, we we i think we what is it we really wait really quality time oh yeah huh. quality time and and you know she um uh but see, there we go about studying the person. She is very good at um, knowing what another person's love language is. Huh. So, for example, I am the neediest person on the planet. I'm like all of them equally, just about. But you could say that's needy, or you could say, hey, look, I can give you words of affirmation, do an act of service, right. give you a gift, spend time with you. It's all good. Right, so it's kind of like, hey, what's your flavor today? What's the, whatever it is, I'm gonna appreciate it. That's how I feel, and I haven't done the love languages thing recently. But when we were first dating, and then went into some, we actually did pre-engagement counseling, okay, which was a some advice we had learned from 
um, a mission trip director that Megan got on a trip with. He, I think out of the blue, walked up to us. We were chatting, and we had been dating like six months. And he was like, oh, yeah, when I thought Tanya was the one, that's his wife. He was like, um, we did pre-engagement counseling. Like, I wasn't messing around. And so we did pre-engagement and premarital, but in our pre-engagement counseling, you know, we did love languages. And I think one of the things I found was I tended to give the love language that I was seeking. But then the closer we got to marriage and now being married, my love language probably varies by the week. Some weeks, please bring me home a gift. Other weeks, quality time. Other weeks, physical touch. Other weeks, words of affirmation. Lately, I've been craving some words of affirmation. Um, I can always think of the, the, you know, Pastor Joby at our church likes to say, you know, Hercules, Hercules, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes I just want that Hercules, Hercules, but it really can just like by the flight, like one week I could be like, yeah, please, you know, it's one thing. And then the next week she could do it. And I'd be like, no, nope, it doesn't, you know, and I hate that because it makes me feel inconsistent. But I think someone, I mean, we're all, I think we all crave all the love languages, but at times it's just different kind of levels of craving. Sure. I can get I can get on with that, yeah. Okay, that was a wild tangent. It we need to start getting out of here at some point. <laughs> yeah. Because you have a wife to go back to. Um, what advice do you have for husbands? Looking at me across this couch right now, as I'm only two years into this, and sometimes feel like I'm up to my eyeballs, and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I guess anything um, maybe that I haven't said yet, and, and this will apply to parenting as well as in your marriage, that just boundaries are huge. Um, boundaries with your spouse, um, uh, you know, and it just helps. It just helps them to it helps the other person to know, like, um, you know, this is this is me, and this is not me, right? Like, this is where this is where um, you know, just kind of giving giving, letting know where that where that space is. Um, so boundaries are boundaries are huge. Um, I think that's really a way that we we can show love to other people is by letting them know like, hey, this is just not. Um, and it, it also boundaries will also help us to know like where we want to get to. Like, hey, I may not be comfortable with this right now, but this is where I really want to get to. Um, mm. And but just um, and I, I know people are coming from different places, past relationships and that kind of thing. You know, for example, um, some people may not be cool with their spouse hanging out one-on-one with a person of the opposite sex, right? Um, just depending on how, uh, you know, on, on how their past is. And, um, you know, uh, like I know with I know with me, one thing I do where I, I try to avoid that situation, yeah. but if I'm in it, I will say, hey, I'm with so-and-so. And then when we leave, I'm like, hey, I'm just leaving. left. Yeah. You know, just to, um, again, just to... Uh, you know, to, to make sure that, you know, that, that she's good. And so yeah, boundaries are, boundaries are a really big thing. And it's, it's something that, you know, a lot of us don't think about because it's like, Oh no, like I, I can totally be that guy that holds fire right against my chest and does not get burned. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, we all, we all think we're that, we all think we're that, um, invincible, that, that person. Yeah. But you know, um, and I would say if I'm talking to if I'm talking to husbands out there, uh, you know, do not be timid about leading. Um, lead in your relationship. Um, lead by being a servant. Um, I know uh, 
I know that everybody wants to say they're a servant, but nobody wants to be treated like one, right? So, mm. um, uh, but but do that right. Serve serve your spouse, serve your children, um, and uh, I know we're probably talking to some ladies out there as well. And um, actually, I know forty percent of the people listening. Yes, according are to the analytics, the ladies. Um, <laughs> ladies, you're not a statistic, okay? Before you feel like we're just no, you're not a statistic. But we I would, appreciate you listening. I will say one thing that my wife has done for me that has really helped me to be a leader is she has made that space because she, my wife, for those that of you that know her, know that she is a very natural leader. She just kind of gravitates to being in that position of leadership. And that's that has taken me time. Um, a lot of times, especially early on in our marriage, I would just kind of default to her. Um, mm. And it, those were some shoes it took me some time to grow into. But I will say that she has been very intentional about at times taking a step back and allowing me to kind of stumble into that place of leading and helping me along the way and you know encouraging me and you know just uh you know and just giving me that giving me that that space to leave even when it's something that she could do better and we both know she could do better but we also both know that i am called to lead the family and so she um she has really really helped with that um encouraging me and and knowing that she is taking kind of um in humility taking you know sometimes like a, the second seat mm-hmm. or whatever and me um me She's recognizing that yeah there you go me recognizing that then being able to lead in as much humility and servanthood as possible knowing that hey like she's doing this because she knows what she's called to do and so i need to i need to lead by by serving and i do that with you know i do that with with my kids too you know i want them to serve others and how are they going to learn how to serve if they don't get to see their their parents doing it and so um so yeah i would uh so so to the um the husbands and the fathers out there you know lead you know those whom the lord has put in your charge lead them and lead them um by being um you know the first servant um and to those maybe um you know any single parents gosh you're filling both of those spots so my hat is off to you um i'm not wearing a hat but if i was i would take it off right now justin is taking off his hat to you um, <laughs> i'm always wearing a hat unless i'm teaching and then to you know the uh the wives slash mothers out there um you know uh us men we can be simple folk um you know we um we uh we will repeat what is rewarded <laughs> so to speak wow <laughs> tell way me to, i'm wrong justin tell me i'm wrong quote pastor Joby, but he's not wrong <laughs> it's not that we're dogs men before you take offense to that okay but but yeah, we, so I I would just and I'm 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 speaking from example here, especially early on. I was not um, early on in, in our marriage. I was not very comfortable in my own skin, mm. and um, it was very obvious at times that um, my wife was would be able to bet to do certain things better than I could. But yeah. yet she allowed me to 
she allowed me to take a go at it. And so, um, uh, you know, I'm no therapist. That is just uh, that is just the reality that I have lived through. And I will tell you, for <laughs> us, it has worked. It has worked well. So that's great. All right. How has your marriage impacted parenting and vice versa? How has my marriage impacted? Or is that kind of what you just mentioned with some of the example stuff? Because I know you're mentioning. Yeah. So I think I think all that kind of flows together, okay. right? But um, but yeah, you know, um, we tell you know. We, we tell our kids that, hey, you know, um, <laughs> say that she's like, hey, me and your dad, we're going out and you're not coming. And, and, and Pierre's like, I don't care. Jude's like, why? <laughs> he's like, well, because one day you're going to move out. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And um, me and your dad, we're going to be here. And so we're going out to, you know, just spend some time together, but we will be back. <laughs> and, and so we, we really <laughs> we really do try to you know to um to do that intentionally but it's really just um trying to make sure that we are um you know that we're, we're doing that because you know parenting if you allow it to it will just take up all the space all the air that you give it um and how has um how has our marriage impacted our parenting i really i really hope that my kids will look back and they will see like the love that shauna and i have for each other Mm. um i really i really do do hope that um i mean they see the good the bad and the ugly right i mean they see everything and we try to we try to live as authentically as we can um in front of them um but i really uh I really, I really hope they do, they do get that, that they see us loving Jesus and loving each other well, um, you know, even when it gets messy. So I hope, I hope that is what, that is what they see. And, you know, I know we don't do it perfectly, but there you have it. Yeah. All right. My last question for you this evening, we worked our way through a lot of deep content, a lot of deep stuff. Let's do a little bit of future looking here. Um, as you look forward to the future, as you look towards the future, did I say forward future? I don't know what. I don't think you did. Anyway, as you look towards the future, um, and eventually your son's becoming more independent, obviously Pierce being closer than Jude at this point, not independent in personality, but like, you know, independent on their own, potentially getting married, doing all the things that adults think they're doing i still feel like a child at times uh do you have a vision for how you will stay involved and remain influential with my boys with your boys or even you and shauna together with your boys well you know one thing that and i i mentioned this before we started recording um one thing that i i kind of kicked up again and i'm trying to be really intentional with right now is spending one-on-one time with them and part of that is, you know, one of one of our goals when we became parents was we wanted our kids to like us, <laughs> you know, even when they didn't, you know, they don't have to live with us anymore. Like we really do want them to enjoy being around us. And so that's what that's part of what, you know, some of this one on one time is. I mean, and as I said earlier, I legitimately enjoy 
spending time with them, with my, with my kids. Um, and I want, you know, I want to be intentional about that. And I want to, you know, I want that to continue into the future. And I do want to be involved in their lives. You know, you know, who knows what God has for them in terms of, you know, marriage and, and, and being parents and, and all of those kinds of things. But, you know, we just, uh, we really want to continue to be involved in their lives, however that looks, you know, wherever the Lord leads them. But, uh, you know, um, and it was, it was weird. So what, a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. they were down in the keys with my in-laws and, um, we had like an entire, what, an entire seven, eight days, whatever it was with them not there. And man, I will tell you, like the house gets quiet. Uh, when they're not there, and it was it was it was a nice change of pace. I I truly I truly enjoyed it. But you started getting those empty nester kind of well, you know. Vibes. And I was like I was like, hey, what what am I gonna do? I mean, and bro, let me tell you, I was thinking I was like, we're gonna save so much money. Like we're not gonna be out <laughs> eating out. We're gonna be home cooking all these. Nah, all every time. night date night, bro. Bro, we were we were we were lighting up the oh, town. Oh man. And, uh, and it was, uh, yeah, but you know, it was, it was great. And, uh, it was, it, it, it really was great. And so, um, you know, um, but I see, I see that day coming. Yeah. And so I want to make sure that my wife and I, that we are, we also enjoy each other's company. We are also friends, um, you know, best friends. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, with, um, and that, that is, that is probably the easier of the two, but just, Continuing to cultivate that relationship with with each of my sons is, you know, I want when they move out, I want them to love God, love each other, and love their parents. Like I really, <laughs> I really awesome. do, I really do. Um, is that good? I just kind of came up. No, with that. That, I mean it's, it's true, right? Yeah, that's, but yeah. Um, I had never, I've never. I'm gonna really get you a shirt that says that: love that God, way. love each other, love your parents. Boom. We're gonna hashtag I'll wear that it out shirt. too. You wear that shirt. That's I'll wear good. That shirt. No, I think you're. I think you're right though, and to an extent, I mean, uh, I would say my brothers and I are almost an example of that. If my parent, even my mom, I would say my parents, but my mom more so, just because she did do the single parent thing for a long time, and then she got remarried. And Ed, even to an extent, kind of helped cultivate some of this. But uh, we all three love going to visit. It, it's never. Uh, begrudging thing or uh ignore mom ignore ed don't want to go see him for the holidays like we love going over there and it's just like coming back home it's it's very comfortable we all talk freely and then like in that episode you guys listened to with us all three talking reminiscing and my mom in the background like none of that was staged that was all very us you would catch that on any day without a microphone in hand um and i'm i would say even if I haven't vocalized it yet, even if we thought about it yet, that's kind of the goal also I want for, you know, at least Amelia right now and whatever future munchkins we add to the clan here. But that's an awesome, that's an awesome goal because it, it'll, be, it'll be fun for you guys to have your kids want to come over and not miss that beat, but at the same time also be empty nesters. So Yeah, it's really weird to think about. And I mean, I'm at least with one of them, I'm getting kind of close. Because, he's only like two well, well i would say two years but in this day and age so well, take him to 25 well but so check this out so pierce is a senior he wants um he wants to 
And who knows, right? Who knows what's going to happen between now and when he graduates. But he wants to have a gap year, and he wants to work. Like, he wants to go get a job working. He knows what he wants to do, and he just wants to spend the year working. Wow. Um, and that's him. Like he just that's awesome. He, he likes being busy. He that's that's he's great. Into making money and well, yeah. He's gonna go. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna go do it. And so, um, so I know with him, and you know, he may, he may want to live at home for a while. And I'm, I'm cool with, I'm cool with that. Um, I mean, he's still 16, right? And he'll, uh, he'll still be 16 when he, when he graduates. But, um. I guess my point is that he's, you know, he's kind of got his eye on things down the road. So um, with him, at least, like some of that stuff is already is already coming. And I know when, you know, I'll be blinking and then all of a sudden his brother's going to be going to be moving on with his future plans. So, um, you know, they're they're here for a short time. And um, I remember rolling my eyes when I had little ones and people were telling me that. But it's. It is the truth, um, you know. They're here for a short time, and then yep. they're, um, and then they're moving on. Did I, did I just leave us on a downer? No. Well, I'm over here, like thinking about my kid, and I'm like, but it's so true, because it's it is wild how fast time picks up when you add a third body, fourth body, whatever to your to your clan. Um, no, you didn't leave us on a downer. Chad, thank you for being on here. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we finally got around to doing it. it took us long enough. I know. been texting back and forth forever, and our wives keep mentioning it, and we're just like, wah, 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 wah. Um, But I do I do have some exciting news for our listeners moving forward. Um, for those of you that know, I came into this podcast after having left, um, well, <laughs> ousted from a previous podcast by my co-hosts. And so I've had a little bit of trust issues, but it's now been 10 episodes, by myself interviewing friends which first of all it's been cool that i've had as many friends and family come on uh, but moving forward i have invited chad here to join me as my co-host hoping to spice up the flavors of uh, the diaper report we're gonna go from just your regular green poop into the brown ones <laughs> sorry can't resist sometimes listen that sometimes looks like it's coming from taco bell but uh no seriously chad is going to be joining us from from this episode on he will be my co-host, and he's giving me permission that if I don't like him, I can axe him. So, <laughs> yes, um, I, I it's thank you for uh, actually offering. Thank you for your wisdom. I'm excited for the show's going to go. Chad has great insight into uh, lots of things, great analytical mind, deeper thinker than I am, and much more wisened along this. So you will have two dads now in the oh, diaper stop. report. Yes. Uh, you'll have two dads on here now, one much younger like myself, and then Chad, who's been around the block. Um, we don't need to say how many times, because <laughs> if I start saying how young I am, he will feel more more wizened. More wizened. I'm gonna say more wizened. So, Chad, I'm excited for this journey with you. It's gonna be stellar. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what we're gonna talk about next week, but it's gonna be great. All right. I know you'll figure something out. I always do. Well, you had, you were the one who had ideas the other day. <laughs> he was sending me all kinds of ideas. He's like, "You listen to this. What if we talk about this?" So uh, stay tuned. So next week probably won't have a special guest on. I think we'll just do one episode uh, where Chad and I are just going to kind of talk about a topic of parenting, of fatherhood, of marriage, of career, and we'll just kind of do a deep dive 
into that. That way we kind of try and keep the vision here, which really is just to create a healthy culture around fatherhood. Um, keep it thriving, keep it moving. And I'm excited to have another voice to lend to this and one who I really respect. Um, I've only known you for about two years, but I really appreciated the uh, input and friendship you've had even for, for Megan and I and, and myself. So thanks yeah, for coming on, you know, buddy. Well, you guys are good people, and we did... Uh, I try. We, we like did, three quarters good people. I mean, we're invested. We helped you move into your it's current true. place. It's true. So, uh, you know, we had to make that worth <laughs> Is a this while, the payback? So. <laughs> this, is the, this is the return on investment? <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we're going to get out of here. Sounds so. good. Ciao. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can support us by sharing the show with your friends and family, rating, and leaving a review. Want more Diaper Report? Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to send us your dad jokes for a chance to be featured on the show. As always, I hope your diaper stays clean. I hope they stay dry. Until next time, diaper heads. <laughs>